Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along once again, we're in the history box, and we're looking at the the Nottingham Cheese Riot of 1766, which took place at the City's Goose Fair. This is episode two. I think this may be the last episode. I hope not. <laughs> I still think we we got just one hearing you in. say that, just hearing you say that makes me feel excited. It feels like a challenge, doesn't it? Let's get yeah, five I episodes guess. out of this. Yeah, um, we'll just recap the paragraph that we covered last time mm. uh, previously on the Nottingham Cheese Riot Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> also, also known as the Great Cheese Riot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which suggests that there were other lesser cheese riots. It sounds like there was a spate of them. Yeah, this was the best. Which is the why king, we're covering the it. king was probably like, oh, "Fucking hell, not another yeah. one." We've had, I'm, I've got I've got it up to my fucking ears. These cheese riots. <laughs> uh, every time we fucking snap one out, another one springs up elsewhere. There's one at a fucking goose fair now. <laughs> Actually, though talking of riots there was a thing on channel 5 last week which will be on channel 5 catch up um channel 5 is very good for documentaries at the minute is it? I don't know if you've noticed yeah well they um, did the noel edmonds one which i didn't see did you manage to see that oh the noel edmonds one's very good that'll be on catch up as well you need, you need yeah yeah you can't believe that. i haven't seen that i mean we we talked about making that a while ago uh because as you'll know in the in the writers room for news thing usually we just wasted half the time talking about noel edmonds Pretty much, yeah. Slash blobby. Yeah. And uh, our good friend and, and sometime colleague, Mark Haynes, who's a very talented writer and funny man, yeah. he, like us, had a pronounced Edmunds obsession. And this was before <laughs> I'd met Edmunds. Uh, but I think there were only three people before I interviewed Edmunds that I texted saying, what do you want me to ask Edmunds? Which I don't usually do to anyone prior to an interview, but one was you, obviously. One was our good friend, Dave Whitehouse, and the other one was Mark Haynes, because I just sort of thought... These people, we we spent our lives thinking about Noel, and now yeah. one of us gets to sit down with him. But we were always saying, "We've got to make me and Martin, so we've got to make a fucking Noel documentary or a movie." Mm. I mean, I thought it had potential for a cinematic release, a brief, yeah. a short cinematic release, or well, a drama, uh, a fictionalized version. No, I hadn't thought of that, but now you're fucking talking, mate. <laughs> I'll fucking work on that with you if that's what you're saying. 
No, you're not. I mean, I've still that. got some. I've still got some archive no content that we need to dive. I think I've got a book that he wrote in the eighties, mm. which was very uh, pictorial and quite quite shy on words. Right. But it's 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 quite the read. And also, uh, I've got the two LPs of prank phone calls that he used to do on oh, Radio One. Oh yeah. So and don't forget as well. What about Noel doing that advert for British Gas? Yeah, of course. We yeah, forgot about someone sent us that, and that's worth yeah. the dive. But we haven't done. We did a lot of Noel at Christmas time. I really enjoyed doing the Noel oh, Christmas presents. Oh, we've got to do presents. another one this year. I'm yeah, because sure he did them every year, Christmas didn't he? Yeah, yeah. We've got to do another one of them. Um, but anyway. yeah, uh, the Noel Edmonds. I, when it came out, I just couldn't believe it had been done, and I can't, I'm actually disgusting myself. I haven't seen it yet. Um, that's very good, but it's well but, worth it, is it? Yeah, Channel Five do lots of lots of good stuff. But the, there was one on last week, which was about the London riots of 2011 oh yeah um, and loads of like footage that I'd never seen before but it was it was good but in spite of the fact that two of the main contributors to it were Owen Jones and Julia Hartley Brewer oh wow which you'd think would render it unwatchable but it was still okay in spite of that yeah that's so an that's, interesting that's, choice of commentator yeah, you know what the problem with that is that. I'll tell you Neither of those cunts were in the fucking riots, I well, assume. Exactly. I mean, well, you know, I may yeah. be wrong, but I can't see either of them getting involved in a fucking in that sort of riot. And that, those riots were mainly the fucking frustrated and disenfranchised black communities in London, yeah. right? Hartley Brewer and Owen Jones are members of neither and pretty sure probably don't actually operate or function near close to either. And actually, their voices are the ones that are interesting about those riots. They're definitely not disenfranchised. But there was there was a couple of guys who ended up doing prison time for throwing bottles. Mm. Remember some of the um, some of the prison sentences were completely ridiculous. Yeah, of course they were during that. And um, who else was on it? Oh yeah, one of the relatives of Mark Duggan who was shot and killed. That was the kind of the what in the, the riots? The, oh no, that was what started it, it. Yeah, yeah, that's what started it. Yeah, that was in Tottenham, in Tottenham wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you know, it, it's it's well made, and lots of relevant voices are heard in it. But uh, yeah, Channel Five, good documentary stuff. Uh, that's riots. That's riot watch. Our good friend, just to mention another good friend and and colleague of ours, James Brown, once did a whole series. I can't remember what channel it was on. It might have been on something like Bravo, just about riots. It was a whole series. It was like a six-parter, and it was basically James yeah. Brown on riots, which is uh, was very good from memory. I'm currently reading his new book, which is wonderful. And oh, I've uh, got a copy of that. It's not even out yet. Because he's he sent it to me because he's coming on the reset oh. to, to oh, talk right. about his demons. Okay, how many episodes is that going to be? Ah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you'll be able to bring yourself to listen to that one. It'll be like a really bad cheese stream for you. No one's <laughs> going to be short changed with that one. <laughs> no, I've got the book on pre-order. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, week, it's, it? it's everything you'd want it to be. Yeah, good, good. There's no like chin stroking reflection and contemplation and kind of like not not much no I mean a bit because obviously James is a clever bloke uh, but I would say there's an appropriate balance between great Good. stories and a little bit of reflection and some and some really interesting personal stuff about himself that I yeah. I found fascinating 
Um, but yeah. Stuff I recommend it to everyone who loves Top Flight will probably love this book because well, this they would probably have loved Loaded and when he explains yeah. the kind of what inspired him to create Loaded I can you know Loaded was genuine the three years that he edited Loaded at least were genuinely yeah. life changing to me and I think to you yeah. and lots of other people of our generation and when you and obviously we've both known James for years uh, but I didn't know him at that time because I was just a student who was buying the magazine religiously, right? And I mean fucking religiously mm. pouring over all of it, right? Thinking, fuck's sake, someone's made a, a magazine just for me and my yeah, mates. Exactly. Yeah. And like, he, uh, and so it was interesting because I've known him for many years, but long after he'd, he'd finished his job at Loaded. And like, when, you, when he talks about what inspired it, you just sort of think, yeah, of course. And I think that anyone who likes Top Flight would, would relate to like that even if you're too young to have been around when loaded first yeah. came out wow like just the thing that he was fed up of all the po-faced magazines there were and how he wanted the right to just be silly and do what the fuck he wanted without that yeah. being sneered at and the thing that i had forgotten which it reminded me of was the those pull-out spreads <laughs> that were posters for you to put on your wall. Don't forget, yeah. this was an adult magazine. It wasn't for children. It was for men, I guess, between their sort of late teens <laughs> and mid-30s, right? And it became very quickly like a cult or religion. And, <laughs> and and James doesn't say that in the book, to be fair, or not so far as I've read, but I can fucking tell you that was what it was like amongst young men in that mm. in the 90s. And on this spread... The reputation of men's mag from that era is it's all about birds and tits and all that stuff. Mm. And, and Loaded was not like that. There were some sexy images in it, but not nearly as many as you would associate with the magazines that followed, like mm. FHM or Nuts totally. or Zoo. And like the pullout, one was just fish and chips, a picture <laughs> of some fish yeah. and chips, right? Yeah. Another one was a picture, I think, of just a, a, a full English, a fried breakfast, yeah. right? And then they did other ones, which I, which in retrospect were a bit more problematic, like just a gun, <laughs> which is a bit weird. <laughs> which in retrospect is a bit weird, and I don't think I put that one on my wall. But I remember pulling the image out of some fish and chips <laughs> and just sticking it on my wall. Yeah. Almost like, because it was so cold, I was like, yeah, well, of course I'm sticking that up. Fish and chips are like... <laughs> and that was it. It was like celebrating the, the, the joys that surrounded us yeah. Like fish and chips. Fish and chips are so good, you're actually going to have a poster of them on your fucking wall. Yeah. It helps you to enjoy life more, didn't it? Because until then, I mean, I used to get the style mags and I did like them and I still look back on those mags fondly for various reasons, very different to, to Loaded. But they basically sent you the message that unless you had this stuff that was quite rare and elitist and expensive, then your life was shit. But Loaded mm. just said, told you that the stuff you already have was fucking sensational. Yeah. I mean, this and is the thing. Like, at the weekend, James was interviewed in The Guardian about the book. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. I saw a few people on Twitter being like, really sniffy about Lauded and yes. saying, oh, it was all very, very, um, for now, I've dropped my bacon sandwich, etc., etc., and it was all quite dull and that. And I thought, well, it fucking probably wasn't for you, you cunt. Yeah, yeah, because like they, they were probably like, post-private school kids, to be honest, like, like, like as you that. said, there, there was literally nothing like Loaded until it came along. There was magazines. You, you weren't allowed to make a magazine like that. And but like it, I said, it was all, it was GQ yeah. and it was FHM was around or then. Whatever. It was, 
Yeah. FHM was called For Him magazine. Yeah, yeah. In the late eighties, it was, and a, it was, it was, it was a fashion a, magazine. Yeah, it was a fashion and that, magazine. That was what you got or arena. And yeah, then, and it did annoy some journalists because it was like basically these guys they were like they like you know well James had been on the NME but all the other people were like from they'd been they got they were like waifs and strays. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They weren't journalists, yeah. or if they were, they were on weird magazines like TV Times or whatever, right? Mm. And so they were normal blokes living normal lives. A lot of these other journalists who were working on like the posh mags were posh. They they were they had money. They fucking you know they lived rarefied lifestyles. They were privately educated. They hated the idea that there was a magazine that was about ordinary life, but that was more popular, funny, and crucially smarter. Yeah. And they couldn't get the joke either because those people are so often humorless. Do you know what I yeah. mean? They couldn't get the joke. So it was easy for them to write it off as like juvenile, naff, nah, rubbish. But in fact, there was, there was a fucking depth to Loaded that you had to be pretty smart to understand beyond the yeah. sort of humor. Do you know what I mean? And that thing about, about it being all tits and ass and all that kind of thing, like as James pointed out in that interview at the weekend, in, he did something like 37 issues, first three yeah. years of it. And 26 of those had men on the front cover. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't... Again, it's just easy it to write this something show. else. Yeah, well, Another magazines became something else. It's like so much, it, you know, and I'm particularly mindful of this at the moment for what's been going on <clears> in the news, so much of it is class-based. Do you know what I mean? Mm. James was, was the number one, not just editor, but journalist in the country at that time. He was the only British journalist that they were talking about in America, which they were exploded you know, they did that Vanity Fair thing and all the rest of it. And it fucked off a lot of the rest of the industry because he was working class and it didn't quite fit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the whole worldview was a bit working class as well and that just sort of annoyed people. It's like, this isn't... And the thing is, it's really annoying for them when it becomes much more popular than any of their shit. Well, that's the thing. It It was working class people enjoying themselves. Yeah. And being smart with it. Do you know what I mean? That's not allowed. Yeah, speaking of which, I'll tell you another thing that ties into that, and actually this will come back to the Nottingham cheese rights because it's all part and parcel of the same fucking thing that's been going on for centuries. And I know this is probably a cliche now because people have been saying it all weekend, but the Premier League got cancelled because of the sad death of Her Majesty the Queen, Mm -hmm. right? But rugby and cricket didn't. Whatever, mm. right? All of us, any right-minded person is obviously fucking fuming that the football was cancelled. And that's no reflection on our feelings about the Queen. It was just fucking annoying and stupid. And we all mm. wanted to watch football, right? But someone rightly pointed out, and this is so true, that no one... The Telegraph and the Mail did not criticise cricket and rugby for continuing this weekend. But mm. if football, if the Premier League had carried on... They would have yeah. absolutely torn football to pieces, wouldn't oh, they? Yeah. So why do, why does rugby? I'm happy for the rugby and cricket fans. They had something to yeah, watch yeah. this weekend. Good luck to them. I think they made the right decision. But why do they get a free pass? Why did football get cancelled? Because football would have been people. They people. Those establishment people fucking hate it. Mm, totally. And I they hate those of Spanish us who follow football. it. I watched lots of Spanish football the weekend. That was nice. Is it any good? Um, yeah, really good. Um, but, but I mean, the EFL's back this week. Midweek matches are on EFL. Mm. It's Champions League games on, so it's it's all right. It's back. One week's enough um, off, I, I, and I'm hearing rumours that they might cancel next week as well. 
and then I'm going to have a fucking cheese riot, mate. Well, this, this, they're talking about the London games might get relocated because the London police are at full stretch because there's going to be a 30-hour queue to go past the Queen's coffin, apparently. Who's going to queue for 30 hours? I won't queue for 30 hours. I tell you what, right? If fucking George Harrison and John Lennon came back as force ghosts from the, the from the other side, and they yeah. said we're, we're back as force ghosts and we're getting together with Paul and Ringo and we're doing we're playing our greatest fucking hits, you cunts, right? On that roof again. Yeah, but it's tickets, <laughs> right? It's tickets. We're doing twenty quid. That's normal street standing, but we're doing a <laughs> platinum package where you can have a full buffet. And you come backstage. You don't get to meet us, but you come back. There's a there's a VIP section, right? And then we're doing double platinum, and that is actually a meet and greet as well. But that's going to cost you like upwards you of fifty k. You get to take away a small amount of ghost plasma that we've carved off ourselves <laughs> yeah. in a bag. In a bag, you take that away in a branded Beatles bag. Anyway, we're doing it in association with Bet Three Six Five, right? In fact, Ray Winston's going to come on and join us for one of the at numbers, right? Probably, um, probably Eleanor would be. We're not sure yet. No, but literally, if the Beatles fucking re- reformed and did a concert, I wouldn't queue 30 hours for that, mate. No, no, definitely not. But um, where were we? Are we are we cheese rioting? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was going to we're going to see we've we've talked about this between ourselves, but we need to dive that first ever issue. Yeah. We? Yeah, I forgot to climb in the attic at my mum's house when they were in the Isle of Wight, which was remiss of me. Oh, no, I forgot to, because Rod McDonald, the osteopath, got fucking COVID, didn't he? That was why I didn't do it. The silly cunt got COVID. So when my mum went to Isle of Wight, he was was left behind. And so I couldn't, I remember I I was going to steal into the house and go up in the attic when he wasn't about, because he doesn't like people going up in the attic. Why, Andy? Why? Why does he well, shit he? his little pants like Rumpelstiltskin whenever mm. anyone tries to get in the attic? Well, you're going to have to get up there and find out, aren't you? Maybe a live episode from up there. He better not have been tampering with my old copies of Loaded. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy the old... The only ones aren't even that sexy. <laughs> Filthy old rotter. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. I know what he was after, those pictures of fucking Liz Hurley's pubes. (laughs) 
<laughs> you remember that in the first yeah. issue you know who yeah. took those photos the geezer I was Who's talking that? about the other day John Stoddart he's oh, really? the guy who flogged me the Amanda Holden pictures fucking hell yeah dirty bastard just go to show I got some hello James yeah Stoddart I got some pictures of Liz Hurley you hey, never heard magazine. Him, you will soon anyway her pubes are in them and she's absolutely fine with us leaving them in <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, put them in your new bag if you want. That'll shift some copies, trust me. She's going out with a posh comp from four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> Probably actually was exactly oh, how God. the conversation went, but... <laughs> let's get back to this Chase riot. Yeah, let's. So it happened on the 2nd of October, 1766, at the city's Goose Fair. Food shortages, rising prices in England. Hmm, very similar to now. Uh, violence broke out when local citizens intervened to prevent Lincolnshire merchants taking away Nottinghamshire cheeses they'd bought at the fair. Now, that, that doesn't seem right. The Lincolnshire merchants have bought them fair and square. Hmm. Why shouldn't they take them away? It seems like, um, I don't know, quite a heightened atmosphere. A warehouse, shops and a cargo boat were looted. Hundreds of cheese wheels were rolled through the streets. The army was deployed when the mayor was unable to restore control. One man was killed and others wounded as soldiers opened fire onto the crowds. Order was eventually restored after some days of unrest. Um, so that's 1766, but that that kind of chimes with riots that we have these days, doesn't it? Plus, as well, the circumstances of food shortages and rising prices. You can't get Sainsbury's. They do the Ilchester cheese selection in the little net bag where you get 10 mini cheeses. Mm. For something like two pound seventy, can't get them at the minute. Why not? Don't know. Just not not available. It just you just got to look around. There's loads of stuff that's just not available on the shelves. It just keeps coming and going, and I want to know why. Well, I mean, when we were kids, or especially in the seventies, there wasn't much shit you could get. What could you get in most shops? You could get bread. Um, you might get a bit of cheese. Eggs. Uh, you could get eggs. You could probably get a tin of Spam or corned beef. Mm, that was about that was it. it. And, and the rest yeah. of the shelf space, let's be honest, was facts, right? Yeah. Now, then in the new Labour time, suddenly olives, bang. Sun-dried yeah. tomatoes, bang. Yeah. Mozzarella, yeah. bang. It all came in thanks to Tony Bird's Blair. Like frozen pizzas. Bang. French bread pizzas, bang. Yeah. Thank you, new Labour, right? Then they left, and since then... We have been declining slowly back towards the state of the 70s. The 1970s. And this is what yeah. England is out of the European Union and with a mismanaged economy, right, and negative mm. growth. And something that's not mentioned that much, the only um, de- fully developed Western country with a declining life expectancy. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Our life expectancy is dropping. Every other country in, in the developed world, it's increasing. Right, and this has been the case for about four or five years now, and so you know, yeah, there. But why hasn't there been a cheese riot? Well, you only have to look at the reaction to the to what's gone on with the Queen to understand that this is a fully docile society. Pliant. It is, it is yeah. pliant. They have been hypnotised, and you know, no one's making any complaints. No. Not for the most part, anyway. Maybe just us. 
Well, and the lads who righted in 2011, they had the oh, right nice. fucking idea. Yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been more riots since then. That's what I'm saying. What I'm basically saying is, why aren't people rioting? I mean, we don't want to... We don't want to I'm not inciting a riot. you should go out and riot. I, you know, yeah. I'm not going to start a fucking riot. You know... I'm too old. Too old. Too soft, to too, be honest. Too old. My rioting days are behind me, but... <laughs> You know, yeah, I just can't be bothered. But I, no, but I fucking will if it comes to it. Fuck it. But I'm not going to start it. No. We'll uh, I, I, to be honest, I don't on. think that I, my logistics are up to scratch. Now, you could start a riot because, especially nowadays, in these days that we're talking about, and it's not an MG's riot, I mean, how do you spread the word? On horseback with a fucking scroll? Take forever. But utilising social media, a man like you could whip up a riot, no problem. You've got a large Twitter following. Well. I'm this not saying you should, about. but I'm saying that if it was going to be a riot, don't worry, I'll be on the front line with the fucking baseball bat, right? No problem. The Terminator will come out. I'll be the muscle, but yeah. it's you who's got to arrange it. I mean, I think this is why they stamped me down in 2020. Yeah. They, they, they realised the power that I had and that I could start a riot at any moment if I wanted to. Yeah. And, you know, I did that tweet, that particular tweet, mm. and the authorities, Crash the him. establishment... Exactly. The establishment came down to me like a ton of bricks. The establishment so, um, are a scary bunch and they scare you from putting your head yeah. above the parapet in any way they can. Totally. Yeah. Um. But, you know, there are other ways. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quite excited by that. Um. The background of this cheese riot, Nottingham Goose Fair, is uh, a livestock market where geese were traded and became later associated with the sale of horses. But by the 18th century, it was most closely associated with foodstuffs, including cheese. We didn't get any correspondence from anybody, I don't think, about um, other goose fairs around the land. Interesting. Which is what we were hoping for. Um, I'll, I will check the um, the Patreon page because that's where a lot of the pertinent comments That's where some of the good stuff is. I think it is. Uh, one comment at the end at the, on last week's episode. Peter Lynch simply says "goose milk," and that's all he says. Well, that's so no uh, that's not us. very helpful. But that, back put to that it, on uh, the on a, in our extensive fucking surplus mountain of useless correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> so the cheese manufactured in Nottingham at this time was sold in wheels. Mm. It's the best way to sell cheese. The wheel. Um, and it's believed to have been similar to Red Leicester. Oh. Which, of course, is the pretentious cheese. Wanker's cheese. <laughs> yeah. What was wrong with good old cheddar? Although I suppose this was further north, wasn't it? This is Nottingham, which is quite close to Leicester. So they're not going to get cheddar around there. It's going to be Red Leicester. Um, that's the house cheese of 1766 in the Midlands. It's your Red Leicester. So... Make of that what you will. Can I have some cheese? Yeah, sure. What the fuck's this? It's Red Leicester. You look got any cheddar? I said just some, unless I specify, if I say some cheese, I mean yeah, cheddar. I mean cheddar. Yeah, well, do you know how hard if I, it is If to I get wanted cheddar Red beer? Leicester, I'd say Red Leicester, wouldn't I, you can? And I wouldn't, because it's a Pontius cheese. Do you know how far got to go to mm. get cheddar fuck in off. this house in Nottingham in 1766? It takes me four fucking days. How, on horseback. 
Uh, I thought you were talking about now. I've, I no, mean, no, no, no. I always think of your, for some reason, I think of your local grocers as that Polish shop, which I know is nowhere near your house, <laughs> but it's basically the only convenience store, the, if you can call it that, that I've ever visited in Sunderland. It's the only shop. And I'm like, oh yeah, he probably gets his groceries down at that Polish shop. Do you remember when I went in there yeah. last time? There was just a bit of fish that wasn't even in a packet. It bit was just a bit of, of dried up fish lying in the fridge compartment. And I don't yeah. think they have cheddar there. They have some sort of pig milk cheese. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to go in and sample it. No, that's not the only shop. Okay. I kind of wish it was. Um. So in this, this year's fair, poor harvest of 1766 leads to fears of impending food shortages. Again, uh, quite similar to now. Yeah. Um. The fair beginning on 2nd of October saw a larger than usual quantity of cheese for sale, but inflated at inflated prices. So more cheese, but more expensive. Um, Twice the price that was recorded at Coventry Market just a week earlier. I wonder who was keeping track of all this. Martin Lewis. Some fucking Lampard of his day. Yeah. Martin Lewis. What are you doing? Looking uh, at the cheese, not buying anything, but just making notes with your quill. Write stuff down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm going around all the fucking cheese fairs. I'm like, this is public domain information. Fuck off! No, it's not. Yes, it is. You're out here in a marketplace selling cheese. It's my right to record and then publish cheese prices. It's private I t- property. I tell you what, mate. It, you know. I tell you what. You might. You're all right. Fine. It's your right, is it? Well, it's my right to take that fucking quill off you and shove it right up your jacksie. Yeah? And take your fucking big scroll with cheese prices written all over it, right? And fucking wipe my own pet pig's ass with it. Yeah? So fucking sling your hook pronto, you fucking weirdo. You fucking weirdo wandering around cheese fairs making notes. (laughs) Get something else to do. Get a proper hobby. I was still reminded of that story. I think I talked about it before. There was a bloke in Newcastle who was barred from his local Asda. And um, oh, the only reason was that they didn't like the way he shopped. Uh, and no yeah. further details were forthcoming. And I still wonder about that. I need to know what that was Well, why he was barred. I'm reading that book by Craig Brown about the Beatles, one, two, three, four. And oh, that's it, really it, good. It's really good. And yeah. there's a bit where he goes on a tour of Paul McCartney's childhood home. Um, yeah. But he makes the point that really it's just a house that looks nothing like it did when Paul McCartney lived there. And they've recreated <laughs> all the shit in there that they think right. was the sort of shit he might have had in his house in the 50s, oh, right? No. Really? And yeah. there's a sort of um, very Lampardy tour guide doing the talk. And Craig Brown is making notes as she talks. And she suddenly goes, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm making notes. She goes, why? He goes, oh, I'm writing <laughs> a book about it. She goes, I don't like that. Put it away. You're not allowed. And he goes, well, why not? This is a tour that's available to the public. The things you're saying aren't private. And she sort of goes, well, some of these things were told to me by Paul personally. And that means that they are private. And he goes, all right, so can you just tell me what things, when, when, you're, when you're about to say something that's a secret that he tells you personally, can you tell me that and I will not make a note of it? And she went, all right, I will. And then like the next thing she goes, now, here's an example of something Paul told me personally. And then she says it, and then he just writes very deadpan, later on, I 
um, flick through the brochure that is given to every person who goes on the tour <laughs> and the exact words that she has said <laughs> verbatim and claimed to be the private information of Paul McCartney are printed there for all to see. <laughs> for everyone to spread throughout the land. That's why Craig Brown's such a great writer because it's sort yeah. of about the Beatles but he still devotes quite a few pages to his sort of passive-aggressive conflict <laughs> with this talker. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's, he did a really good one about Princess Margaret as well. Yeah, like yeah. My wife was telling me about that. It. She said it yeah. was brilliant. I, I think yeah. I've already. I've always loved Craig Brown. He's like he used to do. He does funny sort of um, spoof columnists. Like he used to do one um, in the nineties in the he? Independent called um, "The Agreeable World of Wallace Arnold," which was basically oh, yeah. an old cunt writes a column. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> um. So, Riot Bricks out 2nd of October. Uh, some Lincolnshire merchants purchased a large quantity of cheese with the intention of selling it in Lincolnshire. They were surrounded by a group of rude lads oh. who <laughs> demanded they not take the cheese away and instead share it out in Nottingham. So, if the Lincolnshire fellas have bought this cheese legitimately and then they've just been jumped by these fucking gangsters, basically, yeah. these rude lads... Rude lads. Um, <laughs> violence broke out. There was widespread looting of cheese. Shop windows were broken. Hundreds of cheese wheels were thrown and rolled down the streets. The mayor of Nottingham attempted to restore order but was knocked over by a rolling cheese wheel. Um, yeah, that's basically it. That's the end of it. <laughs> there was a riot... The idea- at- there was a goose yeah. fair in Nottingham and it turned into yeah. a cheese riot. But if you look yeah. at the uh, Wikipedia page, which I can recommend, there's some great pictures on it of some cheese. One just yeah. says a modern cheese wheel, right, yeah. which is a great bit of picture editing. It's basically got nothing to do, really, with the story whatsoever. It's just it's an example. Yeah. Here is some cheese yesterday. But then there's a lovely crumbly bit of Red Leicester which, you know, I'm very, I've been very rude about Red Leicester. People don't understand, though. And I've said this before with correspondents who get in touch, going, well, actually, I like Red Leicester. Listen, cunts, that's fine. That's up to you. I'm not, I'm a live and let live man. I'd eat a bit of Red Leicester if it was sitting there and I was hungry. Yeah. I'm not saying you're a cunt for liking Red Leicester. That's not the point. The point is, if someone in this country asks for a bit of cheese, but doesn't specify what type of cheese. What they're expecting in return is cheddar. Yeah. And if you try and go, well, it's Red Leicester, but you try to be counterintuitive, right, or interesting or quirky by going, yeah, Yeah. Red Leicester, that's cheese, that's normal cheese, that's the cheese we have in the house, then you're purposefully being difficult. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, Oh, there was one other bit there. Uh, There were other riots in late 1766, caused by food shortages and increasing food prices. The disorder was particularly severe in Devon and Cornwall, but there were also serious outbreaks in Gloucester, Bristol, Derby, Birmingham and Norwich. The southeast was largely peaceful. Interesting. That's where all the cheese was. That's where all the fucking yeah. cheese I don't, They're all sitting in the southeast. I don't see what all this fuss is about. There's yeah. plenty of cheese to go round. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's like, was, that's the whole problem. I mean, if, if we just equate like southeast with the idea of being a Tory, which I think, you know, I'm a southeasterner, but I think not unreasonable. In, in the context of the country is not an unreasonable stretch, right? 
it's basically your whole worldview is my life experience has been this and therefore I do not accept the legitimacy of anyone else's differing life experience. The end. <laughs> that's the worldview. <laughs> that, that's yeah. it. That's it. That's being a Tory, really, right? <laughs> and um, and therefore, this cheese situation, that fucking sums it up. Because in the South East, they'd have been like, they wouldn't have said, they, it's basically what it is, it's a lack of empathy. They wouldn't have said, well, I've got a mm. lot of cheese, but that's because I've been, I'm in an advantageous position. Um, and then, but for the grace of God, I, I might not have been. And it doesn't seem quite right that we've got all the cheese. Their only way of analysing it is, I don't see why they're writing about cheese. Look around you. There's lots of cheese. What are you moaning about? <laughs> we've got too much cheese, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> if it's cheese you want, come to my house. I've got plenty. But actually, don't. You're smelly and northern. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So there we are. That's the cheese riot. It sounded better in theory than it actually was. Oh, well, I uh, think we've had some fun. We've had some fun. That's the main thing. Yeah. We've gone off on a couple of different um, tangents, and uh, why not? Uh, so next week, we'll try and do the first issue of Loaded, I think. Well, I better get up in the attic, then. Ah, uh, the challenge is on. All right. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.